1: Okay, three, two, and one. News
0: team, assemble! It's back and bigger than ever. It's the unofficial 40 from Soonerscoop.com. Now, here's the entire Sooner Scoop crew. Carrie, Josh, Eddie, and Bob.
1: All right, we are back. It is another edition of the unofficial 40 Podcast from SoonerScoop.com. Josh, Eddie, Bob. Uh, Bob is working. Carrie, uh, Bob may be joining us here shortly. He's got some transcription issues he's working through. Uh, but we are uh, here on a historic day. It is the day that, uh, Brent Venables was announced as Oklahoma's 23rd head football coach had a, uh, pep rally. Um, I don't know what you we, you would call it. Pep rally. Nope. That you got it right. Uh, pep rally, uh, introductory event, <laughs> uh, early this morning and then a media, uh, conference afterwards. And we're just back from the media conference. Got some, uh. A little lunch in our bellies and uh, raring to go. And, Josh, let's start with you. You know Brent as well as anybody. Um, you saw him. You had to be. I mean, you had to be like me, Josh, in that, you know, you're watching that stuff last night. You were seeing him get off the plane. There's part of you that's probably like, wow, I can't believe this is really happening. Uh, but also probably a part of you like, man, I'm really happy for him.
0: I, I really wanted to separate the part of me that likes Brent just as a human being. I couldn't do it. Like the I guess I don't know about you. The the video of him putting the hat on and that smile. Oh yeah. That's as sure, genuine yeah. as that's ever gonna be. I mean th- that is that's a guy truly in love with his situation in life. I mean that, that that's what Brent that's where he was. That's what he is. Like he is this is what he wanted. I mean we talked about it all week, guys. We heard from multiple people This was the job Brent wanted more than any other. You know, he mentioned, you know, Alabama didn't come call me, anything like that. I I I don't know if he, I mean, he probably does, but that's not important. He loves this job. He loves the Oklahoma community. He loves getting to be around Bob and having that kind of guy to bounce things off of. Like a lot of the things that you wonder now, if the previous regime bristled at somewhat feels like a near perfect fit for Brent.
2: It's crazy, and I you know, I, I love hearing you guys talk about it because you guys were around Brent a lot more than I was. I was shit. I was still in school. So it, and I think just the the immediate reaction from the former players has been almost in a way overwhelming by just how gung ho everybody is about Brent Venables coming back to norman. it It's actually kind of, I don't know it it makes you feel a little bit differently than the Lincoln Riley era. And I guess that's, it, it's easy to compare the two, but I just don't remember having this feeling five years ago. It was more like wonderment as opposed to, I don't know. I guess in a way he's just, he's, I think Gabe and Teddy said it best. He's just one of them. I mean, he he is Oklahoma football through and through. And I think that, you know, there's going to be some parallels there. And obviously it's all going to come down to what you do on Saturdays, but it, it's just fascinating this entire week and being at the airport last night. It was just, I don't I can't remember ever being a part of something like that. It was, it was very, um, I don't know. It was very cool.
1: You know, I think a a lot of it is just knowing, you know, who Brent was when he was the defensive coordinator at OU uh, and how much he cared about it, like how much he cares about everything. Like he just, he cares as much about, uh, and at the time he cared as much about Oklahoma football as anybody possibly could. And, you know, Josh knows this, like he hated the criticism, he hated the noise, and he hated the message boards, he hated you know, the, the, just just anybody questioning uh, that he wasn't trying to do his best because he was. Uh, and it, it tore him apart, you know, when people told him that he wasn't good enough. And you know, now that he's been at Clemson and won two national championships, now that he's a head coach at Oklahoma, uh, I think the one thing, Josh, that I took from Brent speaking today is that he has an identity, and it maybe it's a little different than we thought it was. It, you know, he's, he's, I, I, you, you have to grow over a decade, uh, and he has kind of a, um, just a, 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 a I'm trying to think of the w- right word for it, but he, he definitely has kind of like a code that he lives by. Oh, I don't think there's
0: any question. I mean, we were talking about it before we started, that there is absolutely some elements of, you know, what I was hearing from Brent today that I was like, wow, that, that surprises me. You know, as a yeah. guy that I covered and, you know, knew to whatever degree you want to say, for 10 years, you're like, okay, that's that's not quite what I would have expected him to say there. But I, I don't think there's any question, you know, that there is absolutely um, some things he is, you know, we, we always, people love to talk about Bob Stoops being a product of Bill Snyder. And Steve Spurrier, and kind of be in some sort of muddled mix of the two. Right. And I, I think with Brent, it's obvious. There's Bill Snyder, there's Bob Stoops, and there's and now uh, there's, a there's bit now Winnie. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like there, there really is that element. At the same time. Did oh yeah, I'm I'm terrible at that. But no, I mean he he is um he's like I said, it, it was interesting. It wasn't the stock and barrel kind of you know just the the basics that i thought i was going to get it was very um i very unique i mean like I, he had some answers that i just didn't anticipate and one of them was to the question you asked carrie that i thought was a very telling um you know kind of q a moment
1: well we i just asked him you know and, and i think it goes to what everybody's been thinking lately which is what is this program what is the ou football program is it about individual achievement, or is it about winning championships? Uh, and I think you have to be, you know, I think it's skewed a little bit towards the individual achievement, and I think that's just the day and age that we live in. We have all these personal trainers. Your parents are that much more involved. I mean, guys, how many times have we seen over over this last season parents going online and voicing displeasure uh, about the way that their kids were being used? Oh, I mean... It, it, that used to be
0: the kind of thing, you know, the the Twitter thing to do. Now it's become just the players. <laughs> like they they've just cut out the middleman. Like if, if I've got an issue, I'm just going to go ahead and lay it on out there. I mean we we've all seen, you know, Latrell McCutcheon's tweet today. Um, it's, uh, let, let's be the let's go the the cup half full in the support of Chip Viney. Um, so, you know, th- th- there's stuff like that out there, and I-, I think that is going to be very interesting because, Kerry, you're absolutely right. You said something, and, I, I, you know, I think in ways I don't remember that part and didn't notice it as much because I wasn't, you know, a beat guy. But with Brent, I mean, the way he's always carried it on his shoulders when people are, you know, people don't think he's doing enough or it's good enough or whatever – however you want to term that. Um, I think it'll be interesting to see because, I mean, at some point, no matter how good you are, Nick Saban is out of the honeymoon period. Like everybody's honeymoon period ends at some point. It'll be interesting to see how that goes once that day comes. I mean, w- when, when something doesn't go the way OU fans want it to.
2: If, if things fail under Brent Venables, it's not going to be because he doesn't care or, you know, isn't putting his entire effort into – everything that they're doing down there. I think that's one thing that struck out is, it's just like, I, I don't think that his passion for the University of Oklahoma is fake.
0: No, it's that not. that makes
2: sense. No, As opposed not, to not, even, not at all. T-B-O-W, who is a little <laughs> baby back bitch. I mean, here's the thing. Here's the
1: thing with me. It's like, okay, Lincoln was a little too much new school and he kind of pretended to be old school. But, you know, it's just like with the, the uh, undisciplined play on the field. Yeah, Like Eventually, it started showing off on the field with all the penalties, uh, and it just was a program that no one was holding anyone's feet to the fire. That's not going to be a problem with Brent, and he is a great recruiter, but the question is, if you have that more old-school attitude, how's that going to play on the recruiting trail? I don't know. I mean, that's the biggest question here, I think, out of all the questions that we have after today
2: isn't that kind of all about balancing it out with the, with the the people that he puts around him and his staff. But it's,
1: I mean, you guys remember this, like when Lincoln's bringing in all these five stars, uh, people on the board, they're like, you know how mad I am about Bob's, you know, we get who we're supposed to get here thing that he always threw out. Like that's essentially Brent's going to carry that tradition on. Like, look, there may be a five star out there, but we think he's too self-centered and worried about himself more than being a good teammate, so we're just not going to deal with it. I mean, he literally said that sure. today.
2: Oh, and, and let me, don't get me wrong. Whereas Dr. Lincoln
1: would never turn that guy down.
2: No doubt about it. And I think that that's where you get into evaluation of, I don't know if character is the right way to say it, but, and, I, and let me say, I would always take the five-star. Don't get me wrong. And then try and by change it any him. means. Yeah. But they also have probably had some, guys that have been highly ranked or highly recruited that have come in and it just hasn't worked out. And I don't know how they go about fixing that. It, you're certainly not going to stop recruiting those guys, but let's be honest. Like the last set of five-star guys just simply haven't worked out for Oklahoma. When was the last time they did work out for Oklahoma?
1: Who's the um, last really, I mean, C. Lamb, but he was, wasn't he a four-star? It was yeah, around? he was a
0: high four. Um, the last five that I mean, wasn't was Buki worked out really well for UW. Had a really nice year up there for him. Not a five. Yeah, they got um, a coach
2: fired and not even going bowling. Uh,
0: yeah, I mean, it.
2: I mean, Jaden Hazel oh, a perfect uh, example, isn't he? Yeah.
0: Trajan now
2: Bridge is going to jail.
0: I think say, Trajan is probably the a star. Yeah. Theo and Jaden, it's hard to be like, well, they just felt like they had injury issues, especially sure. Jaden could never really like that's fair. So I don't know that that's that's all on them or, you know, and I, I certainly don't like I never watched Jaden Hazelwood and thought that guy's not bought in. But Rattler, like if there
1: was but, but Rattler.
0: I, yes. Yep. That's that is a
2: fair beef. I mean, you I mean, know, and it, I think we Clayton Smith is incomplete because he'd never played this year. Mm hmm. That that story's yet to be told. I it just I do think that like it's easy to be a little bit butt hurt or whatever you want to talk, say or call it with the five star stuff at OU. And you know, I at the same time though, it's a university that sells itself. The program sells itself. They're going to still be able to get those guys. I'm not saying that they're not going to be able to. Yeah. The thing yeah. is
0: that guys, the, you know, the the last one, I, I Joe Mixon. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, and he's having absolute a, dude.
1: And that was the worst experience that you NFL. could possibly have as a college athlete. I think sure.
0: saying you could argue that, Oh, you still might be like, I don't know if we wanted that headache. No, so. I mean,
1: Bob Stoops said it like if he had to go through it again, he, he would get rid of him Yep, because it was, it was the juice was not worth the squeeze in the end. Just hell. It might be the reason Bob's not a coach anymore on a, except on an inner basis, a good part of it. Um, but no, I mean it, it it is a good question and yeah, I think the one thing that Brent said and it was it you know, I think people are immediate, immediately going to think of Malachi Nelson. But talking about you know, their offers have to mean something. And they're not going to offer a kid just because he's highly ranked and he's played four or five games on varsity uh and he's he's they're not going to offer that kid until they've seen him play more. Uh I don't love
0: that. I'm just not going to pretend I do. Um, I, I think in this day and age of recruit, because, guys, there is one school in the country that operates like this, and it's Clemson. And so I get where he's coming from. Really hard to argue with the track record and the success. At the same time, Clemson's doing it from a place of two national titles in the last decade. You can operate in certain ways that other people can't, when you have that sort of pedigree and that sort of track record oklahoma is a great program oh, these kids know it's a great program they can't walk into any room flash their jewelry at everybody and everybody's going to be like well okay do 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 what you're going to do like that it's just a different mentality and while i agree with the i think the the baseline premise uh, we want to value our offers. We're going to make them important. I'm not big on you've got to send out 450 offers. I, I I don't like that. I think it makes every – because, I mean, guys like me are like, and offer number 37 today for, for Oklahoma. Like, okay. Like, at some point it loses its luster. And the kids that are getting these offers, they can read the tweets. They know that it's not – you know, that they've offered 74 offensive linemen today. Like, that's – that's not going to resonate the same way as an offer from Clemson, where they might have offered 10 offensive linemen the whole year. So I, I get what he's saying, but the idea of let's wait on like arch, like I'm not even sure at this point if Clemson has offered Arch Manning. I mean, what are, what are we talking about here? Like the, there's just setting a rule to set the rule and then there's like, okay, this has value. I that feels like yeah. But Arch Manning, yeah, I mean, you saw that video go.
1: where like Arch Manning was on campus, and then Davo Sweeney walked right by him, and then somebody said, sure. "Hey, you just walked by Arch they, Manning." They have. And then, they have, by the way. Okay, but and then he turns around okay. and just kisses his ass. I mean, that's probably before they offered him. But I mean, still, it's not like they're. It's not like they may not officially offer, but they treat them like you know they're. They they have sure. to have them.
0: Now, what I do really like, and you know, we can get into the whole spiel of it, but the, when he talked about the mega camps, I know that upset some people, and I, I, I don't, oh God, necessarily really disagree. Upset? Well, upset's <laughs> not right. You're right. You're right. Not he upset, upset. Josh. I, I, He
1: upset Josh. That's what he meant yeah. to say. <laughs>
0: uh, I, I, I think, any again. I, I think in almost anything, this isn't just, I mean, you know, this is a, I guess you'd say a basic philosophy when you're just saying we're not going to do things because of X. I, that always makes me leery. Like, why don't we, why don't we just see, why don't we let, let it play out? There's no inherent harm in a mega camp. Like if you don't want to go, if you don't like the roster of players that are there. Great. Don't waste your time. Or if there's, you know, if there's a guy that he's the only reason you'd go, but you need to see him come to campus before you're going to spend your staff's time going to recruit him, I'm fine with that too. But just blanket statements, uh, that, that's, I don't know. I feel like that gets into pretty
1: dangerous territory. Um, I guess mega camps are different in the Southeast because my understanding of a mega camp is it's a lot of kids that would be evaluated talent, like kids that might be three stars, um, you know, trying to get out there and turn some heads. I mean, those camps are run by smaller schools, Texas State or Memphis or whatever, and then everybody kind of converges on them, trying to find kind of some diamonds in the rough. I don't really look at mega camps the way that Brent was describing him, so maybe there's just, maybe, maybe he's referring to something different. I don't know. What, what I am wondering is if it's more of a, okay,
0: we don't want to go to the camp where there's 30, 37 schools and 600 kids. The satellite camps that OU did in Dallas for years, you know, guys, or San Antonio, where you guys saw, like, Robert Barnes get offered and yeah. Chris Robinson get offered, so like, those are, I, I, I don't think that's what he's talking about. And I think that can be useful because Oklahoma can really sit there And watch a guy. Yeah. Again, when you're at one of these mega camps and, you know, there's a bunch of kids with, like, T-shirts on. It
1: was the Chris Robinson versus the Sean Robinson day, right? Like, Yeah, you're exactly right. They evaluated both of those. One was at uh, South uh, Grand Prairie. The Uh, other was, like, at what, Capel or something?
0: uh, Let's see. Chris was at Mesquite Horn. Mesquite Horn, yeah. And uh, Sean, at that point, was he at Geyer? He moved
1: around. He, I think that was he before started, he went to Guyer. Yeah, I can't. Yeah, I think you're right. Where was? He but he is a, for people that don't know, he became the but, TCU yeah. quarterback and just never. He wasn't good enough. Uh, yeah. And then we all know Chris Robinson is <laughs> one of the biggest disasters of all time at quarterback.
0: I, I you talk. I mean, Brent, Brent talking about recruiting your own problems. I mean, you know that <laughs> that is.
2: It's a good quote, Chris.
0: Yeah, that is. It is, and I mean, there and he's he's not wrong. Like I that's what I'm saying. Like there are degrees of what he said that I totally agree with and really liked, but there was just a few things where I'm like, man, I I don't ever like a blanket idea of we're not doing this. Uh, Okay. Like I, you know, whatever, I guess. I mean, I'd rather not lose out on a five-star kid because I wanted to wait six months to offer him just to be, you know, a hundred percent sure. I I'd rather not lose out on him then i mean what what do you gain from it I, I i don't know what you win in we waited longest to offer someone or our offers mean the most like i i don't i don't know about that like i i don't feel like you're getting the, the i don't know the juice is worth the
1: squeeze i guess i'd say eddie the only other thing i heard today that might be the worst thing that that we heard today uh, and I believe it was our own Bob Presbillo that did it. It was a, it, you know what I'm talking about? It happened at the very end of the press conference. Uh, I think Bob told no. Brent he has to unlock his Twitter account. Oh, I did hear that. Yeah, <laughs> and, Brent
2: said, uh, yeah and, and Brent said, "I have to. He I don't have to do anything."
1: He goes, or "Do I?" Like he goes, "Do I?" And I was like, "Oh no, don't say that, Brent. Like that sounds bad." He like, did it
2: with a smile. It was fun.
1: Yeah, but then I had to introduce Bob to Brent.
2: I don't think that that thing's <laughs> As working for us. <laughs> I don't think it's getting unlocked.
1: Man, how do you not have a... How do you have a locked Twitter account as a head coach?
2: That's well, so... only been a head coach for like eight hours. That's, so, that's a bad look, man, man. you guys are ready to kill Venables. I know. I feel like we're being really negative,
0: and I loved a lot. Like, I loved...
2: I walked out of there thinking he's going to win seven national titles. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I... I love the energy. I love what he brings. I I'm love just too big what a he pro- wants the program to be.
1: I'm a too. I'm too big a proponent of social media. I guess I just I place way too much. I don't know. I place a lot of importance on social media. I just do.
2: See, I and you know what? I think I'm like going kind of the other way. I don't think that shit matters anymore. I really don't. I think it's important. I think you need to be. You need to participate in it. I. But, I mean, Josh and I had this
1: conversation over the phone. I think this morning, wasn't it? yeah yep. like, okay, so to me, it's not a good time to tell people what Lincoln Riley did that was good, but I'm going to anyway. so to me, this was the genius of Lincoln Riley as far as social media went. The eyeball the
2: emoji. Cabin bitch
1: the uh, I mean, say whatever you want, I don't care, except for the you know personal stuff. Um, we'll
2: get it well, I'll do my separate part on that.
1: <laughs> We've uncovered some stuff. <laughs> so um. Stop it. Uh, it. I don't need those DMs anymore, please. I'm sick of getting those DMs. Uh, Is this
2: true? Anyway. um, If I get those text messages one more time, I might lose it. uh, It's so awful. The same ones over and over.
1: Yes, exactly. So, I mean, here was the genius of Lincoln Riley in my estimation. He used social media as a way to gain trust and a level of closeness to to his biggest recruits because when he would put that eyeball emoji out, he put that out after the kid privately committed to him and knowing that his public announcement was down the road. Yet that kid didn't make a public announcement. Nobody knew except for he and Lincoln. He put those eyeballs out there and it caused this firestorm of interest. And the kid was like, wow, look at all, all these people that care and they have no idea that the kid just committed to Lincoln Riley but it's like it formed this bond between Lincoln and the in the player
0: and it made the 3 star feel like the 5 star because the fans don't know the like they yeah. don't know yeah. who it is i mean Malachi Nelson
1: could just as easily be a 3 star wide receiver from West Texas yeah and i mean it was genius and it it solidified a bond between those two and it was almost like, you told me you're committed. Look at all the people that we told. They're expecting this, so you got to follow through. It was genius. I mean, it just, it just was. I'm sorry. Like, nobody had ever done that before that I know of.
0: The, the only one I know that was doing it before him was one of your guys, man. Summy. Was he? He had the yes sir, the thumbs up. Oh, thumbs. when he was with
1: the A.G.S. Yeah. Uh huh. Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Yeah. He had. That's the only one I really remember that was that prevalent with it. He was. But man, good. I. You're I, right. I definitely do want to be careful because I don't want this to sound negative. I thought it was very good very, overall, very positive feeling from it. But there were a few things that, as a recruiting guy, I was like,
2: well, that's not the way I would have gone with that. Um. I just, think, but, I just believe in I the think outreach. A lot of that was just too literal, too. I don't. Truly believe that he'll do a bunch of that. I think it—it's it, kind of like you referenced, Kerry. I think that that's the first time he's had to kind of give an oral presentation yeah. in front of a yeah. lot of people, too. And it's it wasn't—it's really, I, I, not a setting that I think Brent,
1: oh no, from no, what no. I
2: can tell, really would excel at having a one-on-one on, coach football. And
1: that's the thing. And maybe that's you know maybe that's not so bad for Brent. Maybe that's just like because Josh knows this, like a one-on-one interaction with Brent Venables you you always come away feeling awesome sure like he's just a good dude to be around
2: and like his energy that's, and that's what i got he puts it, it on you that's that's kind of what I got out of it i i think he is going to flourish just as far as being able to, to develop relationships and we'll see i mean it's it's very obvious that anybody that has a connection back to him i mean i I talked to some former players that didn't even play on the defensive side of the football and they Love Brent Venables, absolutely love him. I just I, I I find the the alumni reaction to be completely and I and let's be honest, I think it's because they were kind of pushed out of the program a little bit by uh, the last guy. I well, let's face it. That.
1: Let's face it. I think the entire fan base. I've been I've been not Have shocked been, but
2: surprised at the amount of just. 100% carry. I mean, the, I thought about this on the way home. It, it, they they went 10 and 2 last year. They had a 17 game winning streak at 1 point this year. And you would think that the fan base is rejuvenated to a point that they're coming off of a 4 and 8 season. It really does feel like that.
1: And it's so bizarre that there's so much passion in this fan. And I know it's because they've been they they got screwed over by a guy. They got screwed over sure. by by I would call him T-Bow cuz I don't want to do that to
2: T-B-O-W.
1: Just T-B-O-W? There's no... Yeah,
2: or face. One of the two. You pick. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I
1: mean, there's no doubt that there's a, a high level of feeling jilted with not just some of the fan base, but the entire fan base. Like, even like the big time donors that were in the room today, like they were beaming. It was like, I don't know if Lincoln treated them like shit too, but God,
2: it's just like what did we let that guy do here? He just, he was, it is like a, like everybody's been, I don't know. I was talking to somebody that works not on the athletic side, somebody else, but it was like, I, I made the comment. It's like, everybody can breathe again. And he was like, Eddie, you have no idea. And I was just like, I don't know. It's just shocking to me. Maybe the, the depths that it went, I, I think it it's, it's more and more looking like it's a divorce that's working out for both parties. We'll see. We'll see how it works on Saturdays. It's just very strange to me, Kerry.
0: I I heard someone say it, and I thought it was really, uh, and maybe you guys have heard somebody say something similar too. I don't even remember where I read it. I'd love to give them credit. I think it was just a, a, a Twitter profile that had said something to me. And it was basically like, Lincoln Riley took over the job, definitely improved the talent, improved the recruiting And, you know, he inherited a good team and made it more talented over time. But what he maybe didn't realize he inherited was a culture. And maybe because he just kind of got that, he never understood how to set that, like how to keep that there and how to to nurture it. Yeah, Yeah, and I think think there's some validity in that. Talking to people, I don't want to say, like, I knew it then. I'm not trying to say that. Talking to people after the fact, there's just almost this feeling like there was some rot inside that just needed to just to be washed away and you look at what happened this season where you just have players that look disinterested and just kind of
1: josh remember josh remember mm -hmm. like um after the texas game how fascinated eddie was by caleb williams and the way he interacted with people on the sideline in the huddle with the Mm -hmm. defense like caleb williams showed us Kind of the the spark that was missing in OU football that, that didn't have with Spencer Rattler, like Spencer yep. Rattler, just seemed like he was there, like you didn't feel his presence. Caleb Williams yep. came in and he had a presence that you felt, and that it, it 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 kind of just it wafted over the entire team. And maybe it's
0: not just because Caleb is such a big personality, which he is, but
2: also the lack thereof from so many around him. Well, I mean, should we stay right there and talk about, everybody's going to be talking about, you know, Brent heading out on the recruiting trail, and rightfully so with the uh, signing day coming up in about a week, but his most important recruit might be in that locker room, right?
0: You know, what's going to be interesting, and I mean, on, on the surface, just like apples to apples, yes. Because, guys, I mean... How does that team hope for more than eight wins next year without Caleb Williams? Like, they I can think Ralph, of a... Ralph Rucker, but, I
1: mean. uh,
0: but with what we know of the roster as, and coaching staff sure. as it is currently built, I don't know how you get past that point. They're, they're going to have some serious problems offensively, learning a new defense, going to be learning a new scheme offensively, even for the guys that are returning. That's, that's daunting. That's a lot to go through.
1: Well, and here's now, the thing. If you can keep Caleb Williams, great. Mm-hmm. If you can't, there is a decent plan B out there, and that's Dylan Gabriel. That's, that's where if I'm going. Like, mm-hmm. If you have sure. Jeff Levy. If you get Jeff Levy, then kind of Levy should one, give you credibility. Man? And guess what? It, for, for people that don't know, Dylan Gabriel looks a lot like Baker Mayfield. Do you mean like as a player? Just the way he throws the football. Okay. I mean, he okay. slings that thing around. He's impressive.
0: No, he uh, and I know, you know, we we can get into some of the stuff beyond just Brent's hiring, but talking to some people. I mean, he was at Ole Miss this weekend mm-hmm. with, you know, hanging out with Jeff Levy. And I, I'm told that I don't even know. I mean, it sounds like as much as he is in Lebby's camp, that basically wherever Lebby goes, if he has a quarterback opening, Dylan Gabriel is going to walk
1: through it. Well, it sounds kind of the same way with Arch Manning in Ole Miss. Like Lebby is the guy that he loves. God.
0: I, could, could OU do this twice in the matter of like three years where they lose the presum, presumptive five-star quarterback and then just go replace him with the other one? Like, that couldn't possibly happen again.
1: Mm. I mean, just math says it can't. That That's... That, I, I don't know. I mean, the problem is we don't know what Caleb Williams is thinking right now. No, I don't sure. think anybody does. And I don't, I think, mean, he's I don't pl- think he, think he he's will until, until
2: Jeff Lebby is actually here. Did you think with what Lebby likes to do offensively, though, doesn't that kind of...
0: I, it should be Fit perfect.
2: Caleb Williams just perfectly. Now, you can about guarantee
0: that, you know, somebody out West, if they were given the opportunity to talk to him, would point at, well, look at, you know, um, Matt Corral. He had, to, he had that game against, I think it was Tennessee, where he had 20 carries or something. Um, yeah, you don't want to do that. Yeah, you don't want to do that. Be beat up all year. You know, like, yeah. They had to do that because they don't have offensive talent like Oklahoma does. Like that's that's not the same thing. Um, but I I was talking to an old Miss source yesterday, and that that's my favorite thing about the you know I you know I know we have plenty of time to talk about Jeff Lebby. That's my favorite thing about that offense. He all year long, whatever they had, whatever however he needed to tape it together, they put it together. Like if. if Okay, we got to play a downhill running style. Fine, we'll do that. Okay, we need to, we're going to air it out. Matt Corral is going to throw five touchdowns. Okay, we can do that. Like, he was willing to adapt to what he needed to be rather than this is what we are, this is what we'll always be. And if somebody could, I don't know, say play an umbrella coverage, we're not just screwed.
1: God, the umbrella coverage. Dead Soxie's been having a lot of great promotions lately, uh, and hopefully you've taken advantage of. But as always, you use the uh, promo code BOOMER, you'll get uh, 20% off your entire order. Uh, also, they've got the Holiday 20 uh, going on right now for 20% off uh, site-wide. So go check them out. Uh, great socks have been featured in, in uh, some of the biggest men's uh, magazines, GQ, Mint Journal, uh, Men's Health, Forbes, Esquire. Just a, a great product. And uh, with the weather getting a little bit warmer or a little bit cooler, uh, you want to check out some boardroom socks and uh, nothing better than the uh, Oklahoma collection. You get those Maker Bay fields. Uh, those are back in stock finally. Uh, and uh, also three other new uh, college uh, offerings from them for Oklahoma fans. Uh, you got the state and, and uh, uh, that's a really cool sock as well. And then the uh, the wagon wheels, the schooner wheels. Uh, check them all out. Uh, great sponsor. Great friends of the program. DeadSoxy.com. Uh, dot com. is always stay soxy.
0: Like I said, there there is a part of me and you and I again, Carrie, we were talking about earlier, where it just feels like there were people that just got comfortable, just like oh, this will be fine. We don't we don't have to stay on our you know p's and q's and whatever else. I mean, I I know again we started off kind of negative on Brent, and that's not the way I want this to feel at all because that's not yeah, the well, way shit I on feel. On Lincoln
2: Riley, come on, come on,
0: but you will literally never have to worry about Brent Venables is not on his game. No, like it may no. not go his way. It may not. He may not. He's not going to win every game. That's not what I'm saying, but you will never have to worry about him not being locked into what's going on.
1: I, I look. Yeah. And, and I think this is what I'm kind of saying here is, yeah, I'd like to see, you know, things be a little bit more modern in recruiting Instead of you know, it, I mean, everything I heard today from Brett was pretty, pretty old school. I mean, pretty hardline. You know, uh, we, you know, this is the way we do it, and there's no real discussing points on it. Um, discussion points on it, but at the same time, I think we can all agree this program needs a little bit of a culture change.
2: Why? And, I mean, it's not even yes, like absolutely, and I think that that kind of comes down to the. Strength and conditioning hire? I I don't think that there's anybody, and you talked to the former players, I think this is what gets them so excited about the hire is the fact that there is going to be a mentality change down there. There is a focus back on the defensive side of the football. And, you know, I think coming out of what they did, let's be honest, it had become a rather soft program in areas that if you want to compete at the level that Oklahoma thinks they should be competing at, you just can't get to. You can't be that soft and expect to beat the big boys.
0: Agreed. Uh,
2: they, I mean it is it what may it take is. a couple the, years. The, losing Lincoln Riley by way of losing Benny Wiley is maybe the best thing that's ever happened to this football program.
0: Hey, you guys remember I said it a week ago. There sure. is a part of me that feels this can be better for OU. And a Brent Brent is a guy that I thought could fit. And part of it is it's S and C like you OU's gotta get the right guy. That hire has got to be right. Um cuz I don't think I don't guys I don't think the average fan knows when you're talking about the guys that those players spend the most time around with a- accumulative accumulatively through a year it's the SNC guys it's not even close yeah like the, that is who they are around that is who is setting the tone in a lot of ways for your entire program you have to have the right guys and I, I'm not gonna say I know. I, I don't know anything about this, but when we talk to guys like Space Mon and some of the guys that we trust, there were questions that that needed to be asked. And considering who followed Lincoln Riley out west, they were never going to be asked. Um. So I, I, like I said, and you talk about a guy like Tommy Moffitt from LSU now being out there available. I don't know that that's the way Brent goes, but good lord, talk about an option. That's just one of the most respected guys in the country in that position.
1: Yeah, that's the name everybody brings up. But sure. my point being, it be my him. point being, Print yeah. knows what he wants in a strength conditioning coach. I mean, mm-hmm. he's he's going to get the right people in there to do what he believes should be done. What he did, you know, what he he was used to with Schmitty, what he was used to at Clemson. It's just like the personality. You know, we talked about he's brought some Adabo's personality back with him. He's bringing he he, I'm sure his strength and conditioning ideas have evolved over the years and he's going to find the right person to do it the right way. I mean, that's another one. I mean, I I know the ex-players like Gabe Eichert and Teddy Lehman, all those guys very critical of Benny Wiley because he was nothing like Jeremy Jerry Schmidt uh, and that it was about, you know, keeping the guys happy more than it was about pushing them to their limits. Brent's going to be the guy that believes in pushing people to their limits. He just is. That's just who he is. So I, I don't think anybody needs to worry about. St- I would have loved to ask him that question. today. unfortunately only get one question um, in press conferences like that now. But I would love to ask him about his ideas on strength and conditioning and, and what his philosophy is now. Guess what? We'll get to it eventually. But I'm not um, worried about it. Guys, some you breaking know, news. Just hit- hit. Breaking news. Breaking. We need a sounder. Uh-
2: we have breaking news? Uh, not
0: not huge. Just interesting. It'll be interesting for OU fans to follow. Uh, Keon Sab, a four star safety that has long been committed to Clemson, just announced his decommitment. Ooh. Um, Brent's about that life. He, I like But Brent Venables was down at IMG last week. So this is an IMG guy. They had a couple of IMG commitments. So I'm not – he had – I believe he visited Michigan for the Ohio State game. So I'm not saying like, oh, he's going to go to Oklahoma. But maybe it opens the door a little bit. May, maybe OU could get him in next weekend for an official or something. Just, hey, okay, come take a look.
1: See what you think.
2: Also, There's some other breaking news out of the college football world as well.
1: Is this about First Jeremiah felt- Hall being pissed off at you?
2: He's not pissed off at me. No, uh, look at your uh, tweets. D- what? Oh, I see it. Jamar can expected to join Lincoln Riley's staff at USC. Hmm.
1: He must have not been offered a job. Because I think, judging by who else is at USC, we'd heard some information that he might not go because of that.
2: Mm-hmm. Hmm. It's all lies. <laughs> Doesn't surprise me from that staff.
1: So the question is, <laughs> did they keep Tibbs over Kane? That, because, I mean, that's the thing,
0: you know, and I, I know, I mean, I guess we could get into that a little bit, just what some of the staff, the upcoming staff together. talk. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, let, let, I guess let's just start with what we know. We know DeMarco Murray's going to be there. We know Bill is going to be there. We know Joe John Finley, and we know Kale Gundy. I assume Kale Gundy is receivers coach. I, that That's what. That just makes sense to me. Um, defensively, there's questions, and you don't know how much because you, you, I mean that's where obviously Brent's going to want to put a lot of his stamp on it. He knows he's got good guys on the offensive side of the ball, and he does on defense too. It's just you know that's more his baby. He he's going to have more of a a strong feel on that, and I think he knows where he wants to go offensively. You know, with with Jeff Levy, I think we all expect that hire to be official in the next 24 hours or so that that seems imminent um but there's been a lot of talk and I've heard it repeated even from you know our Clemson site and some other people Brent Venables and Todd Bates uh Clemson's defensive tackles coach are very close there, there's a very good relationship there and there is a definite feeling that Bates might follow him to Norman well he's the defensive tackles coach that's what Calvin Thibodeau's done so there was kind of an assumption that, well, you know, Kane will, will take the defensive end's role where he's already been. But people forget, Thibodeau's coached defensive ends. I mean, he was the only defensive line coach until a couple of years ago. Right. So I, I think it's no big deal for him to take that role and make that work. Like, the, the, it can. It, it's not something, it's like, it, it's not going to be foreign to him. God, it's what he played in college. So, like, it it, it can work for him in that way. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's where you start. Um, did did you, you know, find it interesting? You guys can definitely chime in. said
2: that he's going to go defense coordinator,
0: or that he's going great.
2: to hire a defensive coordinator.
0: I think that's great. Yeah, I, I, I agree. That was one of the things I liked most of what he said because it's just Brent guys. I don't. Did you see the comment from Marcus Freeman? I and I don't mean to turn it into like Marcus Freeman against Brent Venables. Marcus Freeman, like they were asking during his introductory press conference, like. How do you plan to handle recruiting? And he was like, "Man, I'm going to be the lead recruiter on every guy we're in on." That's what I'm talking about. That's the model. You, as a head coach, if you're going to go land elite guys, you almost have to be the lead guy. You, you like, you want your staffers there talking all the time, but when it's time for the in-home visit, or you know, we're setting up the official, or you know, talking to mom after the official, whatever it is, in some of those big moments, you need that head coach to be engaged and involved. And that's real hard to do when he is the primary play caller on either side of the ball.
1: And see, that's what's changed since you know, the earlier days with Bob. Like, Bob played the role of closer. Like He'd come in at the end, close the deal. You can't really do that anymore. You need to be involved from the jump. That's probably too young a term for me to use. Um, you need to be involved from the start. Like when the parents come in for the first unofficial visit, like you need to be right there in the center of it all. Like, not, not handing it off to their position coach. I think t- in today's world, that head coach, whether it's offensive or defensive guy, they've got to be
2: almost like the lead recruiter on everyone. Or am I wrong? 100%. Wasn't it, uh, wasn't it uh, <laughs> and again, uh, Marcus Freeman, who I didn't realize was so just impressive. You talk about a dude that is fucking awesome. Uh, didn't he, he said something to do the fact, I think Josh, you retweeted it just as far as he wants to be the lead recruiter on every guy that they bring into the program. Yeah. He just said, I know that's, that's probably unrealistic, but I love that from a head coach.
0: Oh, that again. I mean, that's just because like I said, guys, time and time again, when I talk to players that sign at various schools, almost invariably the school they sign with is the head coach. They have the best relationship with. Because they know that that, I mean, like what, because people always talk about, oh, you pick the school, not the, the coach. Head coaches don't move around in the same way assistant coaches do. Yeah. Don't tie your heart to an assistant coach. Now, obviously, as OU fans <laughs> learned this week, head coaches will move too, but it's not as prevalent. It's not as regular, especially if you're signing at a major program that's having a lot of success. Because if that's happening, why the hell do you leave? Um, you know, long long pause, but um, that is that that's where it's at. So I, I think that is going to be really interesting to follow. I, I think um, where I'm really up in the air because I don't know what the answers are is really at linebacker and in the secondary. Um, because I think that in the secondary, I think they've got a lot of interesting options at linebacker. I'm I'm interested to see if. I don't, uh, nepotism is not the right word. I'm not sure if th- they won't go with someone that Brent's very comfortable with, a guy like Brandon Hall, uh, from Troy. Um, I don't think he'd be the coordinator as, as he was at Troy. No, but I was telling
1: he'd
0: be, be yeah, have him be the linebacker's coach because he knows how Brent wants things done. He, he basically learned, you know, I don't want to say everything he knows, but, his teeth were cut in coaching watching Brent Venable. So, like, and we all, you know, I know Carrie and I remember watching him at camp for years and years and years where he was just can't, you know, he was always right by Brent's side. Um, so, I, you know, you get that and that makes sense because that's, guys, that's going to be tough. I don't care if it's a very experienced linebacker's coach. Brent is so minute in his detail at that position. Boy, it's going to be tough to be a coach there if you don't know exactly what he wants.
2: Stupid question. Would, would he not do it himself?
1: And see, that's what I thought. I mean, if you're a head coach, you can still be a position coach. That's pretty common, actually.
0: Yeah, yeah it's not crazy. He could do that. Um,
2: I mean, would you, would you trade in, I guess, what I'm asking is, and I guess Brandon Hall could come in and do the same thing, but would Venables maybe help at linebacker, and then that opens up Brandon Hall to also work at special teams?
1: Sure. sure, yeah that's a good point. And he has a history yeah. of special teams.
0: Yep, that's that's a great point, Eddie. You could absolutely go that way with it. Um I guess I just honestly, like I just once he said I'm gonna hire a defensive coordinator, I was like, Okay, he's head coach. Like I, I just sure. went that direction with it. But you're absolutely right. There's no reason that couldn't work. Okay.
2: And defensive back, I know Aaron Fletcher's a name that you put on the board, Josh. Makes a lot of sense. Uh, previous relationship with Gentry Williams. Uh, you know, although it wouldn't you wouldn't hire somebody just because of one relationship, but it seems like he's one of the bright stars in the game right now in the defensive backfield.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, you, you talk about him being a guy that came up through the Texas high school ranks, um, coached at DeSoto, coached at Lancaster, coached at Dallas Carter. I mean, you talk about an area of Texas – kind of that just south of dallas area i mean you, you've got good connections there you can land a lot of elite dbs i mean you're talking about guys like demontre Hurst, jeff akuda i mean you, you can you know we could go on for a while about all the dudes from that area that have gone to major success at the college level um so him to have those relationships could be very big I've been given the impression he would absolutely be interested in that job if if Oklahoma wanted to go in that direction. Uh, also brought up Torian Gray, uh, Florida's cornerbacks coach, or you know was under um, sure. uh, Dan Mullen. Uh, I'm sorry, I, I've got him listed at Florida. He's at South Carolina. I, I've got a picture of him up in Florida, and I just realized that my notes are wrong or my, my listing of his staff position has him as Florida's defensive backs coach. He's actually at South Carolina right now under Jane Beamer. Uh, but I mean, this is a guy you talk about coach some dudes. I mean, he's got multiple first round picks in his background. He's done a lot of good things. He's also been fairly transient. I mean, he, so I don't know where, you know, what, how Brent would value that. Is that going to bother him? That this is a guy that, you know, may be there for a year or two and is going to move on to something different almost instantly. Like, I, I don't know if that bothers him or if it's just best guy for the job and move forward.
1: I am absolutely zaprudering uh, this photo, this team meeting photo with uh, Brent Venables that they released.
2: Well, they all walked over right afterwards today.
1: I know, but I'm looking to see, like, I don't see Jamar Kane in this photo. So that might have happened before, now that that news is coming out.
0: I, I wondered because I had heard reports of some, some other guys, you know. I mean, and I know Eddie and Bob and I and, and you as well, Carrie, had talked about it kind of who, what coaches were there, what coaches weren't. And I he was say, the, Caleb, he's the only one I know of that wasn't.
1: Caleb Williams looks like the most disinterested person in the room at this team meeting. Like, I can see like Delarian Turner Yell and Isaiah Thomas right behind him. They look very interested in what's being said. Uh, Justin Broyles. Looks very interested in what's being said. Caleb Williams, I think, is on his phone.
2: Well,
0: that doesn't bode well.
2: He's probably reading center scoop.
0: Oh, he should be. Is Jeff Levy is my coach hired yet? It, has Jeff Levy been hired? I really want to talk to Levy? Sure.
2: Good news, though, that I think that we all would agree that it's good news that Bill Bean sticking around. DeMarco's obviously going to be sticking around. What, what is the wide receiver position? Uh, would Malcolm Kelly be a interest there. I know Carrie that you kind of alluded maybe some differences there.
1: Um, I don't know. Maybe I should text Malcolm, see what he says. Well, okay.
0: the issue would be is if he's if he is the receiver's coach or whoever you want to say, where does Gundy fit? Yeah.
1: I mean but Gundy I think, almost has to be. I don't I, I don't know if Lebby has a relationship with Malcolm is the only thing. Yeah. And that's a pretty, I mean, just like Dennis Simmons is Lincoln's right-hand man. Like, I would think your receiver coach is pretty much a a pretty good extension of you compared to most positions.
0: And that, well, I mean, they would have been on campus at the same time while Levy was GA and for OU. I guess so. Yeah.
1: I mean, that would have been, I think he, he finished in seven. But what I'm saying is they have, he hasn't been in his offense. He's been in, yeah, Doug Meacham's Absolutely. office or offense, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. more of the but, air raid, you know. You no, know. I, I mean Art <sighs> browse was at Texas Tech at some point, so just just
0: leave and you know get Quentin Johnston headed, you know, up north up thirty five, and then you know everybody's happy. I
1: think all Sooner fans would be happy with that after uh-huh. the game he had. Yeah, there's Perry on in this photo. I don't know if I, I don't know if Nick is in this photo. Benito. Yeah,
2: well, did you guys find the, the game, timing?
0: Right? Did you find the timing of that, like, like kind of bad? I mean, like, i not like I I, I get it. Well, he I don't was think walking right Nick behind. Well,
1: he must have been because he's walking right behind Brent when they were coming over to the, the stage at Everest. Because it was literally like the second that ceremony ended.
0: He tweeted it out. You're like. <laughs> okay, like oh, you was having all these positive feelings for just yeah, a second maybe for this week, wait. and then it's just gone again. Yeah, maybe like tomorrow would have been fine. I don't What's think guys take all that into account, like we do. I, no, no. I And again, I don't, I don't think he meant to. I just think like that's one of those things. Like, you know, surely he's working with an agent by now. Like he, like eh, well, I don't, you know, let's let's make this go over as good as we can. Let's let's save it till we're the story and not a new coach.
1: But DeMarco is in this photo. Tibbs is in this photo.
2: Why wouldn't they be?
1: Well, I'm saying I don't see Kane anywhere.
2: Well, he's not part of the staff, I guess.
1: No, that's
0: what he... That's what Kerry's saying. Uh, Maybe that's telling that, you know, we could have...
1: Yeah, stop shitting on everything I say and listen.
0: (laughs) Well, and it may tell us something about Tibbs. So... That he is there.
1: I mean, look, we got, I mean, I think defensive coordinator, that is, like you said, that is an extension of Brent. I would be shocked if he brought in some defensive coordinator that did not share all the things that, you know, all of his philosophies on defense. I'm not saying it's a figurehead, a figurehead. I'm just saying it's someone capable of doing the things that Brent wants to do. Now, offensively, that's the hire. And we all think it's going to be Jeff Levy. And there's even some reports that Jeff Levy has told you know, his, his players. It's like he's
2: making it very well known that that's what he's doing.
1: Yes. But then the question becomes, okay, I mean, obviously Joe John fits in. I don't know why DeMarco wouldn't fit in. Legend, recruiting very well. I mean, does anybody have a better stable of players that they've recruited than DeMarco right now for 22, 23?
0: No. No, especially if you, if you throw in the possibility that he lands Javante Barnes, which I think OU could still do. Because um, even without a head coach, he was so firm in his affinity for DeMarco and OU. So I, I think that's got to be good. Uh, as far as a defensive coordinator, one of the names talking to some Clemson people, another guy that he's very close with on that staff is Mike Reed, the cornerbacks coach at Clemson. Mm-hmm. Uh, been there, you know, for eight years with you know, so the vast majority of, of his time at Clemson. You know, these two are working together, and apparently they're close, they're good friends. Um, and I, I've heard talk that there's a possibility Reed could be the heir apparent to Brent at Clemson. Now, you know, there's some talk of maybe he'd be a co-defensive coordinator with another guy, or maybe he'd just be outright the guy, you know, so you don't know how he would come out on that possibility. You'd have to see, you know, what Dabo actually offered him and, you know, go that way with it. But it's, um, like I said, I I was told by several people that that it's something Brent would probably look at.
1: Wow. I mean, it's just been a week. I
2: mean, I don't... You know. it's crazy, dude. I still get like, is there still a little part of you guys that's like, even when we heard it today and he gets introduced, it's like, holy shit. Brent Venables is back at OU after all these years. And after all these, like it, for some reason, it just feels right that, you know, in a way like Bob got betrayed by the guy he had handed the program to and he turns it over to Brent Venables, who's his close friend and a guy that just gets everything that is OU football. I don't know. It's kind of cool.
1: No, it definitely is. I mean, it's, it's, it's,
2: it's, and that's not not really going to, you know, win 12 games every year. I mean, it it could fail and we all look like idiots, but I think there's a lot of people that are really, really excited about the idea of Brent coming back. And this is his program.
1: I'll say this it's regardless of what happens. It's the best move for right now with everything that's happened. And if it doesn't, if it doesn't work, you move on to the next chapter. And maybe if it doesn't work, maybe Joe C. hangs it up with them, and they just go, you know, start all over. But for wow. ne- for me, I'm just saying for now, it's the best move. It's the it's the best move you could have made. The fans love it. I like it. I mean, I like the move. I I like. I was for Brent Venables the entire time, and Brent Venables and Jeff Lebby, I think is I think is gonna work. I do too. I uh, the the. The thing I would say about
0: the hire is it's just I, I struggle to see a way in which it fails. It may not be – I don't know if it's going to bring national titles raining down from the heavens, but I don't see any way that it's bad. Like I, I, like I would just be very surprised if there's not very strong levels of success.
1: To me, the only question is, is there a dip because of the changeover and the players that leave? Is there going to be a dip?
0: Yeah, I mean, it, it, like
2: it, it, I will say the, the quote unquote exodus hasn't been as, I guess, bad as I thought it was going to be.
1: Does that make sense?
2: I'm not saying that what they've lost hasn't won't play a, uh, a role in next season, but, and I think that there's probably still more to come as well as the other way around and people enter the program that we don't expect right now, but It hasn't been. It's been affected on the recruiting side of things a lot more so than the team side.
0: Yeah, I I, I'm with you, Eddie. I thought we would see more more of the team fall out. Like I thought there would be more of that going on. And like I, I tweeted it last night. I once that team got around Brent, I thought the bloodletting would just stop. I mean, he has that kind of personality that guys are going to be like, man, I want to play for this dude. I mean, like, you guys saw that tweet from Caleb Kelly. Like, I'm dying to play for this guy. I'd love to play for this guy. Um, and that's, that's, I mean, going back 20 years, that's what people say. I mean, guys, read the, read the responses of the Clemson players. Like, uh, Xavier Thomas, like, hardest working guy I've ever met. Like, you know, like that kind of, like, there's just such a respect that he gets from everybody that, I, I, I mean, you just can't fake that. Like, kids see through that crap if it's not real. And Brent, Brent's just genuine in who he is. And uh, like I said, I, I will be, I'll be very surprised if much more happens in the Portland. Caleb Williams, he's kind of almost like a separate entity. But sure. if he'll hang around till Levy's there, I, you talk to people that Levy has a lot of the, I mean, I'm not saying the same qualities, but is definitely a guy that people respond to and like.
2: I definitely think, too, that, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how they present this. uh, Oh, I don't know. I guess the case for staying at Oklahoma. But, you know, I was talking to some people earlier today. It's like he could not win nine games. And just by staying around and, quote, unquote, playing like that Russell Westbrook, I got your back type thing with the program. uh, Even if he wants to fool people for a year, he will go down in OU lore as one of the greatest to ever play here. Just because he stays around for a year,
0: agreed that that he that he's an interesting it out now. sell
2: for a kid that I think we all three agree definitely gets it to a certain extent that maybe a maturity level that maybe some others don't have. So I, I do find that to be interesting. I don't think he's, and I think we've seen already that he's not going to make a uh, rash decision.
0: He, I think, say so, exactly. If he was going to just do it for you know, like if it was just done. He'd have done it. Like it, there'd sure. be no, there'd be no reason not to. So I, I, I think that's incredibly interesting. Um, and again, if he stays around, he plays in the bowl. If nothing else, levy has got a month around him, or you know, whoever the OC is going to be has a month around him to you know just kind of get to know him, get familiar, make you know build some comfort with the kid. And again. A, the thing that helps OU more than anything is that USC has a functional young quarterback already on campus.
1: By the way, um, I think I think we're probably all getting stuff on the phone. Um, it's probably about time to wrap a little bit, but uh, just real quick, yeah, you, know, you saw kind of some of the early photos from inside Everest, and you're like, "Oh, what a kind of a rinky-dink looking thing." I thought what they did today would look look fantastic, Eddie, but they're able to pull off in a few days' time inside Just the Everest. whole
2: presentation of what they put together yeah yeah and i you know i for for what it was last night over at Max Westheimer that was uh pretty impressive that whole thing kind of coming together, and the presentation that they put or the welcoming party that they put together for Brent and his family um it was it was really cool i, I think that there's a lot of people that kind of tugs at your heartstring a little bit that, uh you know it's it's ended up like this and turned out probably the best that i think anybody could have uh imagined in the course of seven days so yeah it was it was really cool and good job by everybody including my bus bro joe castiglione uh i
1: I love that he gave you some shout out for you know bitch i'm i'm at the bus stop i mean
2: that was pretty funny we we talked about it at the basketball game a couple weeks ago or last week so it it was awesome
1: um and by the way i just want to throw this out there before we close out like I am not being skeptical of Brent Venables. I'm just saying it's it's different and it's a little, you know, it's just what we're used to. We got to get used to it. We got to get used to who Brent Venables is Is, uh, and and what Oklahoma football is going to be moving forward.
2: Is it fair to say that like this is the first coaching change in that when Riley got handed the keys of the castle, he was basically just an extension of what that Stoops era was exactly, and kind of what you talked about earlier, like the culture that was there. This is a you know, honest to God, like it's a, it's a change. And I think that it's going to be fairly interesting, you know, with an entire basically new defensive staff, uh, just kind of how different everything is over uh, the course of the first year and under a new staff. And obviously it's going to start with the SEC hire uh, when they get it going here during the summer. I guess they'll have spring ball first, but you know
1: what I mean. Yeah. Lincoln, Lincoln moved into uh, a house that had just been renovated. Literally, like his office uh, sure. had just been renovated; an entire wing uh, was brand new. And they're like, "Okay, this is a house we've had for a while, but we just upgraded it, so here you can move into it." Brent is kind of coming into a situation where he's going to tear down some walls and rebuild some stuff.
2: Yeah, you almost have to, and I and I think that there would be some people that say that they probably need that. You know, he just
1: he he he's going to put his stamp on this program. And it's a program that isn't run the way that he wants to run one. That's that's what the thing is. And I think it's always it's a little scary for anyone. It's like, well, they were close. Like, just tweak things a little bit. You were close. Just tweak it. I think you gotta have you know more of a tear down, uh, even though it was okay. I mean, just to build it back up. And maybe it's better once it's rebuilt. Maybe it's more stable. More you know maybe maybe. You know your, and it was interesting today too. We kind of we haven't talked about this, but he made several uh, references to moving from the Big Twelve to the SEC, mm-hmm. which he's mindful of. And, and it it also let you know like he understands the challenge of this and he's willing to accept it.
2: Which I don't know if that's uh, a slight shot at Riley or not. I thought there were multiple, particularly at the public rally whatever we want to call it, the pep rally, whatever. Uh, I'll go back through it, too. Maybe we can highlight them all on the uh, the unofficial 40 if we do it this week. There were some subtle digs just about commitment and some things that Joe Harris said that were just like, yeah, that's that's definitely a dig at Lincoln Riley. Not giving him a, they, giving
1: him a key to the palace, too, is a little... I'm,
2: that 100% is a dig. <laughs> Did you see uh, that uh, Katie McFarland tweeted out a picture? Uh, yes. They completely covered up Lincoln Riley. Yes, yes. Uh-huh. So awesome. I love the pettiness. Uh, There's guys, no doubt I mean, that, like, don't you think that all of this, too, was just a little bit of a fuck you to Lincoln Riley?
1: 100%. All of it. Yeah, I mean, 100%. not all of it, but a lot. I mean, that no, was I in mean,
2: mind. 100%. Uh,
0: I, guys... I just can't get over the imagery of Lincoln Riley landing in Southern California and Brent Venables landing in Norman. Yeah, like uh, Lincoln's like, "Hi, pilot," like, and shakes his hand and walks off to the side. Lincoln Riley, uh, sorry, Brent Venables has got like a damn pep rally happening on the tarmac.
1: It was
2: pretty incredible. I
1: mean, it was it was crazy.
2: The whole idea still of Riley and how he's going to handle media in a way is just completely fascinating to me. Cause again, I was talking to somebody today before the press conference and it just, it, it's, it's shocking to even some of them that for a guy that, you know, you basically had to pull teeth to just even get to talk in front of a camera. Now he's going to be in Hollywood. It's wild, but that's why he's TBOW.
0: guys. I did want to say, we were talking earlier about like, you know, once he's got, you know, and I, it was me, I, I said something like if if once Brent's in the room with these guys, a lot of these guys are going to buy in. They're, they're going to believe in what he's telling them. He has that kind of energy, that kind of juice. I will say at the same time when Carrie's talking about, you know, this program hasn't been run in the way Brent would run it. I completely agree. I think there's going to be some guys that leave and it'll be. Fairly mutual, like yeah, I, let, let, yeah. let's call it that. Like I, I think there is, there's going to be some guys. Some that guys are like, are going to be processed. Nope, and, I'm not and, in it for that. Yeah, yep. yeah. And like Brent said, I mean, you recruit your own problems. Like he's going to be like, okay, if, if
1: this is not what you want, we don't want you either. I mean, I would just say, don't be the parent that calls Brent to complain about how many catches your kid didn't make last year. Mm-mm. That's not Mm-mm. what he really. It, yeah. Go ahead and just. Yeah, you might want to just. Enter the portal. Like,
0: as a parent, unless may, maybe stick yourself with text only. So, like, great game, coach, or you know, love seeing him out there. Like, and it can't be more than like five words. Like, it's got to be very brief. Or just no,
1: just don't send anything. Don't call. None of the above. And I mean, if if it's if it's a certain way, there might be kids that quit in the summer because of the. Strength and conditioning,
2: oh, that would be awesome
1: that's what they need,
2: but I get mean at the this same time club culture out of it
1: <laughs> the same time you need a roster next year you sure. still need a roster, so no,
2: I get it I get it. It's kind of exciting this week has been uh a lot of work, but at the same time it <laughs> I've been telling people it's like we don't expect to do this again for a long time uh I think in Oklahoma you don't normally expect to cover a coaching search it's been uh it's been wild there's been some like eye-opening moments where it's like oh shit i guess people really do go through all this stuff
0: i I started in 2001 it took me 20 years to have my first real coaching search
2: and it's just funny that it went full circle back to the guy that probably from day one everybody goes yep it's going to be brent venables
1: by the way, uh, I want to remind everybody, we do have uh, our Scoop 50 special going on right now, half price off of a annual subscription. Uh, we've had a lot of people signing up w- with that promotion, so that is available to you. Uh, if you've been a, you know, a long-time pod listener and wonder, okay, what the crap is up with Sooner Scoop? Like, Why do I need to be on there? Use that promo code, Scoop50, and uh, get half price for a full year. We'll give you a full year just to test it out, see what you think uh be become a part of the the community and uh just get you know all our little updates our tidbits and uh our notes on what we're hearing behind the scenes uh even you know if we don't think something's going to uh end up being the you know exactly what happens we'll kind of just let you know this kind of where it's going where we're here and we don't think it might have all, all that stuff so uh we just pretty much have a stream of consciousness on the Crimson Corner, where we just tell you guys what we're hearing throughout the day, and we're always making phone calls, always hearing from people. Uh, so go sign up, scoop fifty, and get yourself a year subscription for half off. So that's only about fifty bucks.
0: In fact, I, you know, we'll just—I'll just tease it because we know that's my style. I think Eddie just heard word of a very interesting possible defensive coordinator hire. Hmm. So, yep. That's, uh, Bob doing Stoops. a background. That's interesting. Oh my, how
1: epic would that be? That'd be just <laughs> unbelievable. I don't think he's interested.
2: That's Hall of for nope. Bob Stoops to us.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. tomorrow he will be, yes.
2: Oh, is it tomorrow? I thought it was tonight.
1: Maybe it is tonight. Bobby, it, I know the no, interview have, stuff is the seventh. It's
2: a two-night thing, I think. There's yeah. like a dinner on one night, and then an induction on the other.
1: I'm pretty sure it's the seventh when everybody gets put in. Uh,
2: just, okay. when Speaking Bobby's.
1: of... Speaking of guys in
0: Las Vegas and rumored to be Las Vegas, do we need to do any kind of post-mortem on Dabo Swinney, like the, the, the rumors of Dabo Swinney in Oklahoma, just to, like, finally be done with that part of our lives?
1: Yeah, I'll just tell you, um, I'll start
2: out. I mean, well, I was embarrassed to even call you guys. <laughs> you were. You so were. And I, y- you were the first I'd heard of it. I was like, no.
1: And then about an hour later, I had someone reach out. And that was the thing. We just kept hearing it from all these different places. And it wasn't like dudes DMing us. Like, that's enough. No, it's not like like legitimate people inside, uh, you know, inside departments and, you know, things like that, like, just kept telling us things like, this keeps popping up. Like, keep an eye on it. And trust me, you know how many times we had to hear that before we finally put it down on paper or, you know? on message board paper fake paper it
2: it was like you put on the board Gary. it was like that's it's literally that was the conversation that we were having i know this sounds stupid but i'm going to tell you what we need i know this sounds stupid don't hurt us please oh it,
0: it was absolutely like the the guy in the old movies like hat in hand like head down like i'm really sorry i'm having to do this but this is what it is you know like it just at some point, we just had to at least acknowledge it. We, I, I don't think I we ever say, thought it was credible.
2: No, and I, I will say that I, I, there was. I think there was more hope, and not even about hope, because I'm not much of a Davos Swinney fan to begin with. But it was like, okay, I guess I could warm up to this idea if this shit happens. And it's kind of like the we go back to the stoops thing all the time. It's like we have to check every rumor that is out there because you never know if something actually happens.
1: By the way, I did have funny little walk-off stories with Josie after it was over today. Uh, And I'll, I'll say I like Eddie, you know, you kind of commented on this, but the photo of them going into Brent Venable's lake house, Josie and Zach Selman. And uh, I think it was Tim Heddington. And who was the other guy with him? Oh, Joe Harris, uh, president Harris. Like, um, Joe literally detailed that guy following them to us. Like they knew it was happening and, and they just thought so they were going to get incredible. away by going down this private drive, but he kept following them like that's,
2: that's, that's, that's shit that I wouldn't even
1: do. No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't let you do it. And I don't feel, I think you would call me saying this is what I'm doing. I don't feel good about it. Should I keep going? And I would say no. <laughs>
2: That doesn't Get mean I'm going to take down the cameras outside the Riley's house. But <laughs> that's neither here nor there.
1: Uh, but, yeah, I mean, that, that, the whole thing is just I'm glad it's over. I'm glad that OU has a head coach. I'm glad it's Brent Venables. I'm so happy for him and his family just knowing him over the years like we, we've gotten to know him.
2: That's like we said at the beginning. I You watch, watch that video of him in the plane or just him coming down off the plane – uh, last night or even the video from today. I mean that is a guy that is truly I think appreciative and overjoyed that I guess in a way waiting was worth it for him. I it, would say it this turned if, out waiting was worth it. If
1: you think that you liked what you saw today just wait till he gets comfortable. I mean he's going to get more and more comfortable in this role as public speaker and guy that's you know looking over his own program. He's going to just get more and more likable.
2: Sure.
0: And and wait till more people interact with it. you know like I ran into Brent at the grocery store right? you know like that kind of crap that's the that's when Brent wins like he is that he is that guy that really, you know and it's God it sounds so cheesy it sounds like a bad like rom like romantic comedy but he's the guy when you're talking to him you you feel like you're the only person in the world like he you're the only one he wants to talk to he is he is that sort of engaging personality like he just and he. I don't know if it's from 17 you know, energy drinks a day no, or what it is, no. but I think dude, radiate, he radiates energy. Like He is just constantly in motion.
1: Uh, and also, love the story about uh, his family had been touring the facility last night, got really late. They were going back to where they stayed, but they needed something to eat. Uh, and I think his kids probably had Whataburger for the first time in their lives. And apparently it was
2: religious in experiences. He. It doesn't surprise me that he's a triple. I know. He said guy. triple cheeseburger. I was like, man, that's psychotic. <laughs> like, I can barely finish a double.
1: I mean, <laughs> and if I do get a double, I feel
2: horrible afterwards. <laughs> I know. dude. <laughs> it's
1: like, it's just, there's yeah. something between a single and a double. Maybe you just need to get the, the Whataburger Jr. double.
2: I need like a one half.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's, there's. It's just my stomach, man. It's it's not a double, but it's not a single. It's something in between. A double is so much food. I mean,
2: they got here they got here late too. I can't imagine how late they They landed at nine forty seven last night. Yeah. It was so late. I got out of there at eleven and the lady was just like, Are you guys gonna leave anytime soon? It's like, yeah, we can we can probably get out of here. I understand. Ugh. They were awesome though. Everybody everybody that was up there was awesome about it.
1: By the way, uh, Jeff Lebby, a dead soxy guy. Uh, so we'll have something to talk about with him. Uh, thanks to dead maybe Soxie. maybe dead
2: Soxie can can turn some uh, some socks over to uh, Jeff Lebby as well as uh, I think Joe Harris probably needs some socks. He he always has some nice sock game. Send it over to the Panther. We'll see what we can
1: do. Um, all right, guys. Uh, any any last words before we get out of here? No, that's a no. Uh, all right. Thanks to everybody for listening. We'll be back again soon. Since it's Monday, I'm sure we'll have more to talk about uh, after the hirings are been made official on the, the staff and strength and conditioning and uh, lots of recruiting news to come. That's really what you want to sign up for right now on Sooner Scoop, uh, using that promo code, Scoop, promo code Scoop50, uh, because we're going to be finding out who's coming, who's staying, who uh, who who was coming that you didn't know was coming, maybe some Clemson transfers, things like that. Uh, it's going to be an exciting time on the website. So I know uh, everybody's sick of the coaching search. Here comes the fun part. It's leading up to signing day. Uh, at some point, we're going to sleep, but look, we don't care. If you keep signing up, we keep staying up, and we keep going. Uh, so thanks, everybody, for listening, and we'll see you back here real soon on another edition of the Unofficial 40 Podcast from Soonerscoop.com.